Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chriselle Counseling's Hope Through the Journey podcast. Life is challenging, and here we're providing hope through your journey of life. We'll help guide you in creating the life balance you're looking for. We're talking about all things mental health and so much more in a simple and easy to understand way. I'm Alfred Chrishell Jr. Here with me is my co-host, fellow licensed professional counselor, my sister, Letty Chrishell. What's going on, Let? How are you handling <laughs> life stressors these days? Woo! Look, there's always something going on in my world. Some yeah. things I can control <laughs> and others I can't. And let's so be honest. True. Yeah, let's be honest. I'm always going to have a story. Oh, you got one? No. No. For now, I'm going to just, <laughs> I think we should address the elephant in the, the room. There's an elephant Don't in the you? Room? I mean, I, I... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Hot topic. The it's elephant nice is elephant. a hot topic. A, yeah. So Al and I have a running list of topics to cover for the podcast. And we're always checking with you, our listeners, for topics you'd like to learn more about. So... I think we should just get into the topic that touches all of our lives at some point, for some of us, even daily. Yeah. That topic? Anxiety. Oh! There, I the, said it. The I said A it. word. That's right. I mean, you can't really go a day without hearing the word anxiety or even reading some article about it. Am I right? You're right. You're okay, right. Al, you know the drill. Tell us. What is it? What does it look like? Why do we have it? Oh boy, where do I start? Man, before I get into the the what's and the why's and all that other stuff, I want to preface it by saying this is something we hear a lot about. And, and you know, we talked about our list that we go through and we, right. we, we keep seeing anxiety and we're like, yeah, but everybody's talking about anxiety. It's all yeah. over the place. Right. right. And, and yeah, the elephant is in the room. And I think it is. You're right. It's about time we talked about it because it's everywhere. It's in the news. It's in social media. I mean, we throw the word around with our friends, even teenagers and older elementary school age kids talk about it without even knowing what it actually means. Because they see it on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it, well, it's on TikTok. Yeah. It's got to be good. So, yeah. and, so we use the word anxiety almost as much as the word the. I mean, it's that common. But what are we really talking about when we hear someone say they are suffering from anxiety or experiencing anxious symptoms? So hang on, everybody, because here we go. Are you ready? I have a feeling this is going to be a little longer than our usual episodes, but come on, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it, because, I mean, it's time. It's time. It's way overdue. So let's start real simple here. Anxiety is your body's natural response to stress. It's a feeling of fear about what is about to happen. Anxiety, on the other hand, is not the same as fear. So I want to be clear. They're both used interchangeably, Mm -hmm. though, fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I just want to clarify some things here. So they differ in this way. Anxiety is considered a future-oriented of what is to come or or what might come, whereas fear is more of an appropriate, present response to a specific threat. Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference there. Again, anxiety is more of a what might happen and fear is like what is about to happen right. type of thing so fear is more of a fight or flight issue when a situation of imminent danger appears and i, I found this just to dig deeper i found an article an article a definition of anxiety to further answer the question and this is adapted from the encyclopedia of psychology and also our trusted friends at the apa american psychological association <laughs> um, through their dictionary of psychology and part of that definition is this Anxiety is an emotion 
that is characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, physical changes like increased blood pressure. Other symptoms may include anxious thoughts or beliefs that are difficult to control, feelings of restlessness, trouble concentrating, difficulty falling asleep, and, and others, irritability, fatigue. Was I supposed to check those off as you were, as you were saying yeah, them? Because yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I like no. I'm... Just kind of giving an overall view there right, with that. Right. So again, rewind that a little bit if you want to, <laughs> if you want to know more, uh, want to hear that again. But I think it's important to talk a little bit now about what can cause anxiety. In many instances, it's a combination of things. Uh, things right. that can cause anxiety might be excessive stress. Uh, it might be life situations that come up just in general, like financial things, work issues, and if you're going to school, school issues. Also, another cause for anxiety can be medical issues like diabetes or, or other medical conditions. And other mental health issues like depression can also amp up that, that anxiety. Another cause of anxiety could be physical or emotional abuse that one sustained as the a trauma, child. The trauma, trauma. Yeah, the yeah. trauma. And substance use is also another cause of anxiety. So a lot of factors that can lead to anxiety symptoms, as we, can, as we just talked about. But I do want to say this, that while there can be healthy stress and feelings of anxious symptoms that motivate us and help us get through a performance or a speech, for example. Or a podcast. Or a podcast yeah. like this, yeah. <laughs> if these symptoms persist for six months or longer, let's say, according to the DSM-5, which is what all mental health professionals use in order to, to make diagnoses, then we're now talking about anxiety disorders. And that's something that we may want to dive in more as an educational piece here. But let you want to talk about uh, right. some, some specific anxiety disorders for our audience? Definitely. And I think it's important to be aware, uh, just to know what is going on. It, it's to have as much information as possible about mental health. Yeah. Just as we would with our physical health, you know? Exactly. Again, having occasional anxiety that's a normal part of life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we worry, like you mentioned, we worry about finances, yeah. health, you know, things yeah. the family's going through. Yeah. Am I going to be ready to record this podcast episode? You know, <laughs> et cetera. <laughs> However, for others, the anxiety does not go away. Right, right. So I want to share this, you know, additional information about the different types of anxiety disorders for us to be aware of with a disclaimer that we are not asking you to self-diagnose. No. It's not what this is about. No, no, no. Only a mental health professional is qualified to diagnose someone with a mental health disorder. Again, it's about having a better awareness of what will affect one in three adults in their lifetime. One in three? Wow. Yeah, think about that at your next family holiday or when you're out with your friends. Which one of us is it mm. right now? Mm. So this information is coming from NIM, the National Institute of Mental Health. The first two that I am going to mention uh, have also been on the rise since COVID. Oh, yeah. I believe by that. By the way, yeah. I believe that. So generalized anxiety disorder, or GAD, mm -hmm. as we call it, yeah. includes having persistent and excessive feelings of anxiety or dread that can interfere with our daily life, mm -hmm. with the activities that, that we do. Yeah. So if you have GAD, you might experience feelings of restlessness, irritability, maybe 
have unexplained pains or or sleep problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, and, that's mainly what generalized anxiety disorder is one of the one of the main ones. Right. When, when we talk about uh, an anxiety disorder. Yeah. Another one is social anxiety disorder or SAD, mm. which is an intense, persistent fear of being watched by others or judged by others. And I've also seen an up an uptick on this one. Right. That's what I'm saying. These are the ones that have yeah. been on the rise. So for some, the fear of social situations can get in the way of going to work, school, and doing everyday things. Yeah. Then there's what we call panic disorder, where mm-hmm. people experience repeated episodes of sudden feelings of intense anxiety and fear or terror, and that results yeah. in what we know as panic attacks, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you're having a panic attack, you might experience a shortness of breath, chest pain, or heart palpitations. Physiological stuff, yeah. Right. Panic attacks can happen frequently or just a few times a year. And again, yeah. disclaimer here, not everyone who experiences a panic attack will develop panic disorder. And it's important that you point that out too. And, and yeah. That we keep pointing that out is that, is that just because panic attack happens doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's a full-blown disorder. It's important to get assessed if you feel like you may be experiencing excessive anxiety. Right, exactly. So again, you have one, you've got two, you know, it's, it's that awareness of after that happens, okay, has it happened before? Yeah. What was I thinking? What was, what was the situation? Yeah. So, you know, again, just because you have one doesn't mean there's going to be a diagnosis. Right. Right. So then we have phobia related disorders. And I'm not going to mm. go into all of those there's today. A, there's a lot of those. Yes. There's a lot of those. Just to say that a phobia is an intense fear of an object or a situation. The fear yeah. that people with phobias feel is out of proportion to the actual danger that's caused by that object or situation, right? For example, fear of flying, heights, fear of heights, fear of spiders or clowns. Yeah. Yeah, so they will take active steps to avoid those situations or objects. Like instead of, well, let's fly. No, 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 I'm not going to fly. I'll drive. Or yelling because there's a small spider in the corner. I mean... You know, yeah. when it's so intense that yeah. you just can't handle it, right? Right. So, as I mentioned earlier, these are just a few that we wanted to cover with you, and I know that was a lot of information, huh? What do you think, Al? No, yeah, you're right. Absolutely, that's, that's a that's a whole bunch of information, but it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, and I think it's important that we educate our audience to know about some of the more common anxiety disorders that are out there and the symptoms that go along with them. You know, I was thinking about the last one you said, the phobias, and how. In order for it to be a phobia, right. it has to be out of proportion to the actual danger right. of the situation. Right. Um, because, I mean, I can think of several, not phobias, but fears, and not even fears to the point of anxious symptoms, but just general fears that we have for heights, for example, that a lot of people have. Yes. Yes. Like my roller coaster. Exactly. Thing, right? Exactly. Going it's back to that. It's the, and it's the intensity of the feeling. Yeah. Right? It's the intensity yeah. and, and how long... Has it been happening? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for the explanation and the schooling on that, uh, on those anxiety disorders. So let's turn now, if we can, to now talking about how to manage anxiety symptoms. Uh, We've talked about several of them already. Because it's one thing to become aware of our anxiety and know about, you know, anxiety disorders and things like that. But it's another to know how to handle it in a healthy way. Right. And I say in a healthy way because... 
sometimes people handle anxiety in a destructive way, in a negative way. So we want to be clear that we're talking about how to handle anxious symptoms, anxiety in a healthy way. So the first place to start is to check our sleeping habits, our nutrition, and our exercise. I, I like oh. to call these the big three. <laughs> and if you've been listening to the podcast or are subscriber to the blog, you know that this is a big thing for me. I feel like a broken record here sometimes because I have said this so many times, but I cannot emphasize it enough. These are important. And I'm not making it up. It's not just me. <laughs> it, uh, research after research, study after study shows that these three things have a direct impact on our mental health. So that's where we should start this whole thing, this whole process of, of handling anxiety in a healthy way. Okay. All right. So another thing that's important for us to do is to reduce alcohol consumption, get Ooh. rid of alcohol consumption, oh. and, and caffeinated drinks. Oh, oh as I sit here drink. drinking a I cup know. of coffee. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And if you're a smoker, quit that too. Because <laughs> caffeine and nicotine are known to worsen anxiety symptoms. So some other things you can do to manage anxiety, a lot of things we've heard about before and we've talked about before, but relaxation techniques, meditation, yoga. Personally, I'm a big believer in, in breathing meditation, especially with anxiety symptoms. There's a ton of research that indicates that breathing, purposeful breathing works in helping reduce anxiety. So go find a meditation app on your phone if you haven't already. And start to do some breathing meditations on a daily basis, consistently, and watch what happens. I, I think you'd be surprised at how beneficial it is for you. I know I use it. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I yeah. do too. It, it, it really it does. does. It helps. It helps. Also, it could be helpful to keep a journal. That's another effective way to manage anxiety, to get those feelings out on paper. Yeah, I will paper. say, I, I do, sorry, just to interrupt yeah, no, here, no. but... Um, I do have like with my clients, you know, right away, I'll ask, do you journal? Do you and the ones yeah. who don't journal and, and which that is OK also. But we found, you know, you find what's what works. Right. Yeah. So we found another way like they use their phones mm -hmm. just to type in, you yeah. know, so they save it on the phone. It's mm -hmm. easier. And just mm -hmm. to put in how was I feeling? What did I do? What was happening before? After whatever. Just yeah. to find a different way. Yeah. To get the same. Right. To get the same thing done. In a Correct. Different way. Correct. But you're right. You know, we talk about that with individuals that we work with, journal writing, keep a journal so that you can track things, track right. behaviors, track, you know, feelings and things and thoughts. And everybody that I talk to that does it will tell me that it is beneficial. So I know it works. We know it works. Mm -hmm. Another thing that can help manage anxiety is socializing with friends and family. I love uh, to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a good form of stress management. Yeah. Uh, so long as copy out there is so long as it's a good experience for you <laughs> and not one that's going to cause you more anxiety oh i've had those too <laughs> right and so yeah let's be let's be clear on that but that reminds me of another tool for managing anxiety and that is to learn what situations may trigger your anxiety and when you're able to identify what your triggers are you have a better opportunity to utilize uh, one of the other strategies that might be able to help you better to prepare you for a situation yeah. you're saying right 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 yes because it's, for, it's also not happen. about avoiding situations we don't want to some are unavoidable right so but to be prepared you're right yeah. you know i know we do repeat ourselves with how we can manage our mental health but it's what we do i think yeah. it does need to be repeated because we're still struggling 
And we need to figure out what works for us and what doesn't. Acknowledge what's happening. Have compassion for yourself. I know I always say that. It's not about denying the thought you're having at the moment. Challenge the negative thoughts. Right. Remind yourself so that this is a moment you're having and this moment will pass. Yes. We need and want to feel good about ourselves. That's what matters. Yeah. Again, the better we feel about ourselves, the better able we are to deal with the anxiety when it comes. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you this, Al. Yeah. What about a mom, a dad, a son or daughter, or a friend who sees someone they care about struggling with anxiety? How can they support a loved one? Mm. That's a really good question. That Thank you. It can be really uncomfortable to watch someone experience their anxiety and, and their loved one just really wants to help them manage it so much, but they simply don't have the, the skill set to know what to do. Right. So yeah. I really love what Mental Health First Aid has done. As part of their curriculum, they have included some tips on how to help someone who's experiencing an anxiety attack or episode or they're experiencing high levels of anxiety, how to help them through that, how to be there as support. Uh -huh. So they start by saying, to begin with, it's important to respect the person's independence while considering the extent to which the person can make their own personal decisions. In other words, give them the space they need and help them work through it on their own. Right. You can also help by offering emotional support, consistent emotional support and understanding. Be patient and let them know that you're there and you're not going anywhere. You're, you're in there with them. Uh, you can also offer practical help at the moment. Sometimes anxiety it can it happens at any time. Right. It, it doesn't tr there's nothing that necessarily triggers it. So it can be helpful to just to take care of what needs to be taken care of in that moment. For example, maybe the person was running an errand and they experiencing this, this uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Maybe you finish the errand that needs to be run, finish it for them or getting the groceries if that was the task that needed to be done or you know whatever task that was interrupted by the anxiety. That's another way you can help. It's encouraging also to remind the individual, remind them that with proper emotion management skills, like some of the ones we've talked about, whether through counseling or medication or a combination of the two, they will feel better. It will get better. Another way to help is to engage in the process together with them. And this is especially true if it's your partner. Offer to, to study anxiety together and discover what skills are appropriate for the situation that they're in and what works for them and what doesn't work for them and really engage with them. These are all great ways to help. And I would encourage anyone in this situation to follow some or all of these helpful strategies, always reminding yourself that if the anxiety gets to be too overwhelming, it may be time to see a mental health professional for that. You know, speaking of seeing a mental health professional, I'm going to put in a plug for those of us in the profession. Do it, yeah. Yeah. I personally believe it can be such a wonderful experience, especially when you connect with the right person. Yeah, To I find agree. someone with whom you can share whatever you want and need help to work through in a non-judgmental relationship. Mm -hmm. It can be a very freeing and empowering experience. Yeah, also, those of us with family members or friends who could benefit from working with a counselor, it's just reassuring to know that there is someone to whom they could talk to when they may not be able to speak to mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Because you at least know you have that feeling of they're getting help. They're, yeah. they're talking to someone to be able to work through the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been such a 
push towards the importance of taking care of our mental health now, you know? Heck, we're in the second week of Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month, everybody. Go get, <laughs> go get your mental health on. So, you know, we talked earlier about the fact that anxiety can interfere with, even impair our social interactions. It can even impair our career, school, and all that. But I guess we're at a point in the podcast, after all the information we just shared about anxiety, you're probably wondering, can anxiety be cured? <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> will it go away or will I have to live with it forever? So, I mean, I can only answer that question by explaining that everyone's different. Anxiety interventions like the ones we've mentioned today can be very helpful for managing healthy anxiety. It could then become less of a problem and we can get very comfortable managing our anxiety. Right. With individuals where anxiety has escalated to an anxiety dis disorder, the answer becomes a little different. Only in that more interventions may be required to manage it. And in these cases, the anxiety may be around for a while longer, and it may take more to get control of. So the short answer is no, it can't be cured necessarily, only managed. And yes, it may be something you will have to manage for quite some time. But you know what? You just said it, that word manage, mm -hmm. to be able to manage it's powerful to be able to get to that point. Yeah. Again, the awareness of, I can do this. I can work through this. Yeah. It's going to pass. Yeah. And again, with proper resources and strategies, you can live a fulfilling life with anxiety. You'll just have to be more aware and put some good, solid effort into managing it. So, I think we've taken care of the elephant in the room for today. <laughs> so elephant. for this Mental Health Awareness Month, how are you going to treat yourself? Go get your self-care on. Dare to be the best version of you you can be. <laughs> I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We sincerely hope that you learned something new and are better able to help yourself or a loved one navigate through anxiety. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please submit a review to let others know all about what we're doing here. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you'd like to sign up for our blog with extra tips and strategies to navigate your mental health, you can do that on our website at CrishelCounseling.com. That's C-R-I-X-E-L-L Counseling.com. I'm diving in uh, more and more into social media, on Instagram specifically, so you can follow me uh, there at CrishelJr.Alfred. Let, what are you, what's your social media uh, going on there? Mine is Anna Chrishell. So please go follow me right now. Once again, thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast. Remember, practice makes permanent. All right. Thank you, Let. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Let, for sharing a little bit of you on the podcast today. Life is a journey. Thank you again for allowing us to share a little piece of our life with you. Remember, you're not alone. We're in this together. We got this. Talk soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.